who was Jesus? He was a maverick. He was a perceived rebel with a cause. He didn't act like people thought he should act. He didn't associate with people that people thought he should associate with. He stood up for the downtrodden. He stood up for those who were hurting, for the underdogs and the misfits. Jesus was and Jesus is for everyone. He's for you and he's for me. Throughout history, people have asked this question, who was Jesus? Who was this man who walked the earth and spent time with people and had such a profound impact on the world? And even today, we still ask that question, who is Jesus? Because he wasn't just a historical figure, right? He was someone who is in our lives today. Who is Jesus today? One answer that we have found as we've been going through this entire studies is he is our true north. That's what we've been studying for the past several weeks. We've been learning in this message series that he is our true north. When we dive down into Jesus' life, when we look at the people that he spent time with, the words that he shared, and how his life influenced those people that he spent time with, we see that Jesus gave answers while he was on this earth. He gave answers about who he was and who he is even for us today. In today's message, we're going to dive into, we're going to dig into another claim that Jesus made about who he is. In total, Jesus made seven statements. He made seven I am statements in Scripture that are recorded. Seven statements about who he said, I am the. And so, so far in this series, we've heard three of them. He said, I am the resurrection, right? We talked about that on Easter. And I am the resurrection and the life. And then uh, in the second week, Pastor Jane, she preached and she shared with us that I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. Now, last week I talked about I am the light of the world, Jesus replied. And then today we're concluding this whole message series with the saying where Jesus says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. In each and every one of these statements, we've been getting a deeper look of who Jesus was and what his meaning is for us today in our lives. On Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate the fact that even the finality of death did not contain Jesus. Even death was not able to contain Jesus Christ. We have all lost loved ones. We've all lost people in our lives who have died, and and we know the pain of such loss in our lives. There's not one of us who's not been touched by a death. Every single one of us has has been impacted by loss of life in our lives. Yet through his resurrection, Jesus shows that someday that pain that we all carry, that pain that we have experienced will be no more. Jesus in his resurrection claimed that I am master over it, and he gives freedom, freedom of life to all who follow him. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. And then we learned about I am the good shepherd. Right? We're all like sheep who, who follow along in this world. And so if we're like sheep, Jesus is saying, I am the good caretaker. I am the one who will watch over you. I'm the one who will love you. I will protect you. And I will always go. I will always go the extra mile to take care of you, the same way a good shepherd takes care of his sheep. Last week, I talked about Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the one who illuminates our path. Those who trust in Jesus as Lord God have the gift of being able to walk a lighted path, a a path that's enlightened before them. And as we said last week, as you heard me say, just because your path is enlightened by Jesus doesn't mean that your path is easy. 
It doesn't make all the pitfalls and the problems go away, but with Jesus lighting the path, you can see the pitfalls easier, and you can learn how to better navigate those struggles that all of us face. And today we're going to hear Jesus say uh, this last I am statement. Jesus says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. As the end of his life was drawing to a close, Jesus knew that his time was short. And so he was spending time with his disciples, and he's kind of giving them the last, the last words on the way out the door, giving them all the last instructions and the things he really wanted them to know, his parting words of instruction. And so if you think about the last few days of Jesus' life, he takes time and he serves them by washing their feet. Right? The, 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 serve, the, the, the washing of the disciples' feet is recorded in his scripture. It's a very powerful moment where, where Peter says, Lord, don't touch me, don't wash me, I should be washing you. And Jesus says, Peter, unless I wash you, you have no part in me. And Spirit says, well, wash everything about me, Lord. And he just teaches the humility of a master washing the feet of his students. And so we see that in the last few hours of his life, he's washing their feet. He tells them, I'm going to be going to heaven soon. And he, he tells them that this is going to be happening. And, and he tells them the Holy Spirit of God is going to come upon you. And, and God's going to be with you after I leave. And, and he'll be with you always for courage and for strength and for conviction to keep you on the path that leads you to heaven. And then he makes this statement in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. This is what Jesus says. He says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you, so now remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. What did Jesus mean when he said these words to his disciples and to all of us throughout all time? He said, I am the, the true grapevine and you are the branches. What did he mean by that? On the surface, it seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? It's not terribly complicated to understand. Essentially, Jesus is saying, if you are not directly connected with me, you are not going to be able to bear fruit in your life. If you are not connected to me, you won't bear much fruit. That doesn't seem too complicated. But not growing up in an agricultural environment today, we're not growing up in a world where uh, agricultural and farms is the, is the mainstay. We, we usually don't think our, in terms of our lives as bearing fruit, right? And so uh, knowing Jesus, I, I think there's probably a deeper meaning to what he's talking about when he says, if you don't remain in me, if you're not connected to me, uh, then you're not going to bear fruit. And so I thought maybe we could reframe his words in this way. According to the dictionary, the term bearing fruit is synonymous with being successful, being successful. And so when you put effort into doing something or when you do something a certain way, when you do it that way, the results are you will bear fruit or you will be successful. So for example, looking at the agricultural model, if a farmer plants at a certain time of the season, he puts the seed in the ground at the certain time, and if he plants at a certain way, if he puts the seed in the ground and he covers it up and waters it, if he takes care of it, if he does that a certain way, then the crop will yield good fruit. 
at some point in time. If he does it a certain way and he does it at a certain time, then it will bear fruit. If he tries to go out in the middle of winter, that's not going to work. But the opposite is, is true, as I said. If the farmer does not pay attention to the seasons, if he tries to plant at an improper time, if he does not plant the seeds in a specific way, the way the seeds need to be grown, the farmer is not going to be successful and he will not bear fruit. So bearing fruit is equal to producing good results, and the, where you, the way you bear good fruit is being, by, is by being specific to the way you conduct yourself. You have to be specific and intentional. The farmer can't go in the, out in the middle of winter and cast his seeds out on the grass somewhere and think he's going to be able to bear fruit. He has to go out, he has to labor, he has to do it a certain way at a certain time in order for him to bear the good fruit. On my street at home, one of my neighbors is from Armenia. And years ago, on one of their trips back to their home country, uh, my neighbor's wife, she collected a sample of a grape tree from uh, her homeland, from her property in the homeland. And she carefully transported this plant back to the United States, and she planted the grapevine here in Wayne, New Jersey. And, and this is what the grapevine looks like after all these years. And so I have a picture of it for you. I went this, this week and I asked them if I could take a picture of their pergola. And if you look, this is a picture of the vines over the years that have grown over. And this is obviously still early in the spring. Um, but if you look on the left-hand side, that's the whole picture right there. And then here, I kind of got a picture. This right here is actually where she planted that little sprig into the ground. And if you look, it's just gotten bigger and bigger over the years. And then she not only got that one to grow, but she actually planted another one by this one. I think she's actually hit each of the posts. I'm not sure. Or maybe that's her intention. But she's allowed it to grow up. And then if you look at the top picture in the upper right-hand corner, you can see some budding of the leaves as the beginning kind of happens. See the greenery? And then if you look to the left of the pergola, they've actually attached a rope. And that grapevine is actually growing to the back of the property. So they put this, this grapevine into the ground. They planted it. They tended to it. They took care of it. And it's been growing and growing. And, and I was there last summer. I was able to uh, sit out by their pool. They have a pool there. And we hung out and talked actually at that table. And you can't see it now. You can see the beginning budding of the green leaves. But those green leaves, they get to be really, really big. They get to be large, large leaves. And I got to see this thing, this big green leafy thing, draping over the pergola and providing shade, actually, in the summertime, which is just, it was absolutely gorgeous. And this is, this is what it looks like now, early in the spring, but it's going to get bigger. Now, now, here's why I'm telling you all this. Because I went, I took this picture on Tuesday, but I also asked them for permission to take a picture of, or actually to take a snipping of this. This was actually one of the, the vines that was hanging down. And as you can see, I didn't touch it. I didn't want to touch it. But if you can see, there, this is the largest leaf that's left. They're starting to shrivel. This thing here is starting to die. There's no way for this, this stick to produce any fruit. All it is doing is it is just shriveling up. It is becoming less and less of a thing. It's becoming nothing more than something that you can toss away. Right? And so here's, here's the point that I want to make. This thing is dying because it is separated from the true vine. It's separated from the true vine. And separated from the vine, it can do nothing but wither away 
and die. That's all that it's good for. Jesus is our true north. He is both the direction that we are heading and he is the one who helps us along our journey. Jesus is the true grapevine. When we are connected to the grapevine, we are giving Jesus access to parts of our lives. We are doing that. We are not separating ourselves. We are giving Jesus access. We're giving God access to, the, to all the different parts of our lives. Because when we remain in him, we grow strong and we grow healthy. Apart from him, we diminish. We diminish and we cannot bear fruit. But when we are connected to him, we grow and we are healthy and we are strong. By remaining in him, we can bear good fruit. Before COVID, there was a time where the kids of our church were running around and there was a season of time where they used to sing a silly song about the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to get a smile right there. Yes, I got it. Uh, there's a few others of you who might actually remember the kids running around singing this song. And, and once in a while, actually more times than I care to admit, this song rattles around in my brain. And, and it used to go along and used to go, yeah, the, um, the fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. The fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. If you want to be a coconut, you might as well hear it. The fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. The fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it just goes on like that. If you don't want to be a strawberry, if you don't want to be a coconut, if you don't want to be a melon, all kinds of silly things. But it just reminds you, you memorize what the fruit of the Spirit actually is. When you remain in Jesus, when you are connected to the vine, when you are receiving health and you are receiving direction from God's word, when you think about scripture uh, during the day, when that scripture impacts your life and, and you're trusting God, when you're looking for the Holy Spirit behind the scenes and trusting that God is there, that God is behind you, that God is before you, that God is around you, that he enlightens your path as we've talked about, when you believe that you are remaining in Jesus you will bear so much fruit. Your words and your actions, they will have the marks of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit is seen in someone who is connected to the true vine. And so here today, I'd like to ask you all with me to take a test. It's a personal test. It's a test for you. It's a test for me. Every single one of us gets to do it. Uh, when you came in today, you were handed uh, this card, the connection card. Please fill that out at some point. Um, and if you're new, we'd love for you to drop that off at Guest Central. We have a gift for you. Uh, but attached to that connection card is this card here. It's this postcard. And I would just ask you to find that postcard and look for this side right here where it says the fruit of the Spirit. Every single one of us gets to step up today and do a self-examination, including Pastor Doug. So pull out your cards, and if you're at home, you can do this with us today, too, uh, just by grabbing a piece of paper and writing this down. And here's the test. In the last hour, you're going to get those cards. Apparently, they weren't handed out, but they're coming out now as, uh, as I'm talking. Uh, in this, on this card, you are going to see the fruit of the Spirit is listed out. And what I want you to do is in the last 24 hours, just in the last 24 hours, I don't want you to look at the last week. I'm not asking you to look at the last month. I'm not asking you to look at the last year. I'm looking for you to look in the last 24 hours. 
Has your life been marked by the fruit of the Spirit? In the last 24 hours, has your life been marked by the fruit of the Spirit? Are you bearing much fruit, so much fruit that God says that that fruit is evident, that's evident in, the, in, in your life? Are you connected to Jesus? And, and here's some questions to ask. Are you feeling, uh, are you feeling that, um, that you are able to share peace with others? Are you at such peace inside yourself that you're able to share that peace with others? Do you exhibit patience? Have you been kind? Would other people say that you've been good? Would God say that you've been faithful? Do you feel like you are gentle? Have you been in control? These are the questions for you to ask in the last 24 hours. On this card, it's listed all the fruit. So just mark off in your life. Have you been acting, loving, peaceful? And anything that you've done, mark it down and leave blank the ones that you don't feel like you've been. And just mark down how you feel like you've been. Now, if you're like me and you mark this down, as you check off these last few hours of your life, if you've been honest, you're going to look at this and some of these have marks on them but many others might not have marks on them. If we're honest, we're looking at this and we might have many blanks of the fruit of the Spirit left uh, open. In fact, if, if you're honest, you can probably answer by saying, well, have I, have I exhibited the fruit of the Spirit? Well, I, I could do better. I could do better. And so here's the second question. If you could bear more fruit in your life, how could you do it? If the answer to question one is, yes, I could bear more fruit, the next question then is, how? How would you do that? How can you remain in Jesus this week? See, for some of you, for some of you, that might be just by, I need to pick up my Bible, and I spend some time with Jesus, and I need to read the Bible and do a devotion. I need to pull out my Bible app and, and refresh that and, and go do a Bible app on the, on the YouVersion Bible app uh, um, I need to do a devotion from there. I need to pick up my Bible, find a devotion. Maybe just spending time with God this week. Maybe for some of you, it's a quiet time. I need to go for a walk and just clear my head and, and spend some time with, with God, talking with Him, uh, praying, maybe journaling. That could be time uh, that you would be uh, spending remaining in God. For some of you, maybe it's you need to be more active. Maybe you need to actually go out and serve someone. This past week, I was at Kumak. And they said, hey, Doug, when are your folks coming back from uh, Wayne Presbyterian? We'd love to have you guys come join us at Kumac. And so you'll probably see me post something in the next week that says, hey, anybody want to go with me to Kumac? Because if you do, we can go down to the food shelter. They're doing amazing things. They're working. Uh, they're, they're transforming. If you've ever been to Kumac, it is not the same place you were at a year ago. It's completely transformed. But they take volunteers all through the week, and you can go and help uh, by packaging food and doing all the different stuff that they do down there. Um, maybe it's just inviting someone to church. Maybe that's an activity that you would remain in Jesus by taking the, 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 the difficult step of actually asking someone, would you like to come to church with me? Right? So some of you, maybe you're remaining in God by just getting together with some godly friends. People are doing life together with you and you just need to spend time with them. And that for you is remaining in, uh, in Jesus. Maybe it's part of your giving plan. Maybe you haven't moved, made the move to automating your giving and, and God's been putting that on your heart. And you're like, you know, this is the time. I need to, to do that because when I do the automating giving, I know Pastor Doug says it's the best way for me to be doing that for the church. And so I'm going to do that this week. 
Maybe it's listening to music. I already mentioned Spotify and the YouTube. Maybe it's putting those on your, your phone, or maybe it's putting them on your computer and listening to those, starting to listen to that, or putting K-Love on your radio, 96.7 or 95.5 on the radio when you're driving around and listening to that kind of music that just feeds your soul. Today's Mother's Day, right? Deuteronomy chapter 5 says, honor your father and your mother. So maybe today you can take time. How can you honor your mother today? What does that look like? For all of us, it would look differently, but how can you honor your mother today? Whatever you can do to honor your mom, that's you remaining in Jesus because what you're doing is you're doing something that God is telling you to do. So what can you do to remain in God today? The beauty, of remaining, uh, the beauty about remaining in Jesus is that it looks differently for all of us. It looks differently for all of us, but we're all doing the same activity. We're all trying to draw closer to God through that vine, the true grapevine. We're all actively and intentionally drawing closer, closer to the source of our faith and learning to depend on Jesus for strength and courage to do life. We are connecting deeper and more richly with the one who loves us and provides for our every need. And as we remain in Jesus, we bear much fruit and God is pleased. So ask yourself, how will I remain more in Jesus this week? And then take this card that I have and, and given to you and on the back side, write down an answer. Write down an answer because we know that if you actually write something down, you're much more likely to do it. If you think about it and walk out of here, you're not doing it. So it's just take time. How will I remain in Jesus? All those things I just said, the devotions, quiet time, being active, getting together with friends, serving others, uh, giving, listening to music, doing something on your moms, whatever it is for you, how are you going to remain in Jesus more this week? Then write it down on your card. Or if you're willing to do it, uh, please, if you're listening on Facebook, put it in the Facebook comments. Let us know how you're going to do that, if you're willing to share that. Or if not, we understand you don't have to make it public, but uh, write it down on a card and just put it somewhere where you'll look at it this week. What will remaining in Jesus look like for you? And if you're listening to this on a podcast, write your answer down somewhere where you can look at it over the next week. And what comes to mind when you challenge yourself? How will I remain in Jesus this week? Write it down. Because when you write it down, you are connecting deeper into that vine. You're not giving yourself the option of being cut off from the vine and becoming worthless. But you are staying connected to the true vine, your true north, who loves you more than you could ever understand. Write that down and then start to do it. By taking this small step, you will begin to remain in Jesus more and more, and you will begin to see that fruit bearing out in your life as you honor God. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you so much for your message, Jesus, to us. I thank you that you are our true vine. You are the source of our life, Lord. You are the source of our faith. And Lord, we can see very clearly, pictorially, by the images that you provided so many years ago, that as we stay remaining in you, as we stay connected to you, God, you give us all that we need. Lord, help us not to be pruned off and cut off and, and, and distant from you, trying to do life on our own. But Lord, help us to lean in and draw ever closer to you, the source of all our joy, our happiness, our sense of self, our sense of self-worth, our faith. 
And so, God, we pray uh, in this day uh, that you would uh, give us an inspiration of how we can draw closer to you. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.